We have a special announcement. One L is graduated. Today was the day. It was. And we have a little celebration that ties into psych that we feel we should include, which is... Pineapple wine. It's perfect, and I want to try it. Don't judge us, but it's perfect for the pod. Pineapple pod. Well. It's it's just sweet wine. It's... It's it tastes vaguely pineapple. It doesn't smell pineapple at all. No, it doesn't smell pineapple. The aftertaste is pineapple, but it's very vinegary. Well, yeah, that's just the alcohol. Yeah, but it's more than other wine I've yeah had. You can tell it's cheap. All right, this is not an ad because it's shit. <laughs> it's not horrible. No, it's not. It's not actually that bad. It's. It would go well if I was eating something sweet with it. Yeah. Yeah, true. It's a dessert wine. Dessert wines are sweet. Yes. Well. Well. Thus ends the celebration. Yeah. I have something else that was interesting. I can't stop drinking it. Well, then enjoy it. That's okay. <laughs> um, found something else interesting. I remember ages ago in one of our other podcasts, you said something about James Roday Rodriguez and why he was only James Roday on the show, um, but he has quote-unquote taken back his name since then. I found out why he went by James Roday originally. Do tell. It was that um, there already was a James Rodriguez in the Screen Actors Guild and that you can't have a duplicate name. So he went by James Roday. So he just picked that name because he was born James David Rodriguez. Oh, so Roday isn't even in his like Not name even, or birth certificate. No. Just wow. a screen name. So yeah, that's interesting. Like a pen name for an author. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. Precisely. In indubitably. Indubitably. Um <laughs> And I was that's right. That's interesting. I was right. He was People magazine's um Top 100 Most Beautiful People in 2007. Aww. Yeah. So Is this like physical him. beauty or just a beautiful person? I think it's physical beauty, you know, People mag- Magazine. Oh, I yeah. But I mean, he seems like a good guy. I don't know him, obviously, but all the stuff he has on social media is very environmental awareness. And yes, he is a beautiful. He's beautiful inside and out. If you are a huge James Rude Rodriguez fan, you could check out the show A Million Little Things. They just concluded their final season. Our Australian friend Matt and I are obsessed with it. Not as much as Psych, but honestly, it's just as good, just so different. And mm-hmm. he is in that. He's stars in it. He's amazing. I highly recommend this show. Nice. Sorry, I didn't mean to plug. No, it's okay. I've seen little bits of it, and he does seem very... He's He's a very good actor. Very, yeah, very versatile. And he does, yeah. It's in the in that show. It's like he's totally different character. But Gary, yeah. But he does, you know. When you watch it, you can't help but see Sean a little bit, which is so weird because you know he's a different guy. Yeah, but anyway, anyway. In between the lines, there's a lot of obscurity. I'm not. 
This is We're Psyched. Hi, I'm Elle, and I've never done a podcast. And I'm Jacob, and I've never seen Psych. And now I'm making him watch it. And now I'm making her do a podcast. So let's get started. Yeah, but let's get back to our show, <laughs> Psych. And today we're going to... Our gonna, show. Well... Our tell. Our tell, yes. If you listened to the last episode, you'll know what that's about. If you didn't, what are you doing? I know. Go back and listen you to episode have a one. Episode. <laughs> so today we are covering season one, episode twelve, "Cloudy with a Chance of Murder," written by Andy Berman, directed by Lev L. Spiro, aired on February 9th, two thousand seven. And here's the wiki synopsis: Sean walks past a woman accused of murdering a local weatherman after spending the night with him. Their little encounter convinces Sean of her innocence, and he teams up with Gus to join the case as legal consultants. Nice. I would like to point out that in the last episode, we didn't have a crime count. That wasn't a mistake. There just weren't any crimes he and Gus committed. Boring. And, <laughs> well, I hate to break it to you, Jacob, but in this episode, we won't have a crime count again. Right. Because although he does a lot of questionable things, nothing they do is against the law. Yeah, it's just questionable and tacky, but not illegal. Very true. Yeah. So are they getting better or worse? I don't know. They're getting better at bending the rules as much as they can. Without bending or without going into the realm of illegality. Yes. I see. So this episode opens with a flashback, as so many do. But we're in the courtroom not in Henry's house anymore. And little Sean is there and his dad is sitting there and um, they're looking at some of the jury members and his dad is, turn, of course, turns it into a, a teaching moment. He's like, Sean, what can you tell me about this juror? Juror number, I don't remember. Five. Five, sure. Um, and they're like, oh, well, he doesn't look like he takes care of himself. There's a hole in his shirt. And Henry's like, so deductive reasoning, what is you know, what does that tell you? And he's like, oh, yeah, he's probably not married. You know, your mom would never let you go out in public like that. It's so true, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, And so I like that because immediately flashes to the present in the same courtroom. And Sean is, why is he at the courtroom? He's at the courtroom because his motorcycle got taken well, he was at the courthouse, right? He wasn't in oh, the Oh, yeah, the courthouse. Yeah. Sorry. So not I was the, confused. The same said, yeah. courthouse, but not in the courtroom. Right. So does that, is that, um, is that kind of like a, a, a implication that the flashbacks are Sean remembering those moments? It isn't just like an omniscient show showing us wait a minute that's a good point because i've never thought about that before yeah so it's so relevant like because my mind is like oh if he's in the courthouse that triggers his memory of him being there with his dad i that's a good theory here's why i think maybe it's wrong but maybe it's right but sometimes the flashbacks are not in the same location or don't pertain that much to the case. Right. There was one episode so, where, where we really talked about how there was really no um, correlation between the exactly. flashback. Exactly. But who knows how Sean might, how his yeah. mind works. He's definitely like ADHD kind of thing where he, 
thinks of a million little things at the same time. Uh, please insert the ba-dum crash. Um, nice. Um, he's there because his motorcycle got taken for parking too close to a fire hydrant. Yeah. Which is bad news bears. Don't do that. Oh, yeah. The don't do fire, that. If there is a fire and the fire department needs to um, get to the fire hydrant... They'll just fucking break your windows to stick the fire hose yep. through. Like, don't, don't. As they should. Yeah. Yeah. Don't obstruct their access to that. Yes. So. <laughs> is the scorpion and the frog a real tale? What? Yeah. They talk about the scorpion and the frog. Is that a real story? When do they talk about that? I don't know. I just have it written down. It's the next thing on my notes after. Start. Scorpion and the frog. I don't remember them talking about that, but it is a real story. It's it's kind of sad. I think it's like humans instinctually can't resist hurting other people. Hmm. Let me look. Let me look it up. I don't want to okay. be wrong about this. Well, that would make sense because it's in the scorpion's nature to, to sting. Okay, according to Wikipedia, the scorpion and the frog is an animal fable that teach, which teaches that vicious people cannot resist hurting others even when it is not in their own interest. Mm. So I was close. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I'd never heard of it, so it struck me as odd. I'm like, is Sean making something up? It would seem like that is something yeah. he would do. But, but no. just like uh, George Takei's blueberries. <laughs> the blueberries. Sean knows that we don't. Yeah, so they're um, they're in the courthouse, and that's when Sean runs into this this woman, Sandra Panich. Yes, that's the name. And he sees her pick up a piece of trash off the ground and throw it in the trash can. Then later, he and Gus back at the psych office, which, by the way, the sign is green again. Man, they just get... It repainted every week. Yeah. What do they do with that excess money from the police station? <laughs> Defund the police. Defund the police. <laughs> well, this is where all their money's going. Is the is the vinyl shop that supplies their logo? But um, I noticed the pineapple. Oh, good. I was about to ask. Where was yeah. it, Jacob? Uh, Sean was eating sliced pineapple out of a tub. Out of a yeah, out like of a, a little plastic Tupperware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looked good. Yeah. Now I want some pineapple. Well, you have your pineapple wine. That's... It's not the same. No, it's not. Um. Anyway, so the he sees the same woman on TV, and he's like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, she's not some killer because she's being accused of killing the weatherman that she had a one night stand with. She was the last person with him while he was alive." And he's like, "No, no, no, she didn't do it. A woman convicted of murder." would not bother to pick up trash on the ground and be like environmentally conscious, uh, cautious, conscious. Sorry. After graduation brain. (laughs) I mean, to be fair though, that is a reasonable enough. That's a like, that's a good enough reason to go after that case for me. Really? Because for me, I really thought like, that's not a great reason. Because either she's doing that to try to appear good and if right. she actually did it, or she actually is a good person and didn't do it. So either way, it would get me interested. Well, yeah, I mean, but why would it get you interested if... If, if it, I was Sean. 
Oh, okay. So you're putting yourself in his yeah. shoes. Yeah. Because for, for me thinking about it, I was really like, that doesn't really mean that much because, of course, a person who is guilty would try to appear to be a better person than they are to get um, a lighter sentence. Yeah, but in, that's like in front of a camera. She was just walking down the hall with her lawyer. Oh, yeah. There was no media. Yeah, no, there's no media. Plus, she right. also has like no... Uh, I was getting it confused with the time that she was on TV. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. also she just doesn't have any um, motive to. So that combined with Sean's observation made him be like, hey, Gus, let's go. Uh, yeah. Let's go investigate further. Um, and they find out that her lawyer. Oh, first of all, his lawyer, Adam Hornstock, who's the actor? Hornstock is played by Michael Weston. Michael Weston he's, looks like Jimmy Fallon. He does. He, he's he also does. in a million little things. What? Yeah, he played uh, Chris Gregory for just a, like not not a mainstay character. I think he was only in a couple episodes or a dozen episodes or so. What season? No clue. Just saw that it was credited. What's his name? Michael. Michael Weston. I mean, it helps when he's I feel like I would have remembered this when he's not so like adolescent looking. <laughs> You know? Oh yes, he. I I like remember he cleans who he up played. Nice, but he's, yeah, he's a lot he different look looking. Good in this episode. They wanted to make him look bad. I yeah. remember who he was in a million little things. Not spoiling anything because it would be a spoiler. But wow, good job. He's also Roger in the Office. I have no memory of a character named Roger, but only one episode. Hmm. Weird. He looks like Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, he does. He really does. But he doesn't do that. <laughs> what was that? That's Jimmy Fallon's fake laugh. Oh. When he doesn't know what to say with a with a, with a guest, so he's like just he's like. <laughs> Have you seen that like viral video of how like RuPaul was on the Jimmy Fallon show? No. And they're like, Jimmy Fallon's like, so you're a drag queen, and RuPaul goes a drag queen, and you just see like. Jimmy Fallon freak out like, oh shit, I'm getting canceled right now. Oh my and God. then RuPaul goes, I am the queen of drag. Nice. And and then you just see the look of relief go over his face. That's funny. <laughs> uh, I love when people get baited like that. Where it's like, oh shit, like, oh shit, I'm I really offended you. And then you're they're totally just I, like I joking. love it. I, think I love it's it. Hilarious. But um I'm sure people have seen that video. It, yes. it went viral for <laughs> good reason. Um so we see this poor lawyer, uh, Mr. Hornstock, sweating his ass off using a handkerchief, which, by the way, I had to make note of this. They're disgusting. Handkerchiefs are so yes. gross. Like, yeah. I get it. They're environmentally friendly and they're handy. But, like, my dad had one. I don't think he uses them anymore. Sorry, Dad. I'm exposing you a little bit. And he would just, like, blow his nose and all his disgusting snot would go into it. And he would just put mm. it back in his pocket. And I'm like, yeah. ew. Does not make any sense. Like, what the hell is... I mean... I get maybe yeah. having one if you're at, like, a, a concert or, or like, a, a so, show and you use it yeah. to dab your eyes if you're crying. But, like, to blow your nose? Yeah, it's gross. And, like, it's so weird to to know that, like, having a handkerchief or a pocket square, as they're called, is just part of, like a suit you know like if you're looking yes. for a, like a three-piece suit like it comes with a pocket square and it's like do you really expect people to use that no it's just for the fashion of it and i'm like well why is that the fashion staple it's so weird it's true 
you know, I mean, I guess it's like you can expand that broader. Like ties originally were not supposed to be fashionable. They were supposed to be functional. They were supposed to protect your shirt if you spilled. Oh, I so didn't they know were that. like a little bib that you would wear. A little bib. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> um, well, ties actually have a They're little theme the yeah. because one of the juror, I think juror number five or four, doesn't like Adam Hornstock's tie, and since Sean grew up with a dad who made him very uh, hyper focused on details, he's like, switch your tie with Gus, switch it, and he was like, she'll like you better. That part was. That was a stretch for me. I feel like, I mean, obviously this whole show is a stretch. A stretch. But I mean, like, of the things, I feel like she wouldn't just do a whole 180 because he changed his tie. No, you wouldn't. But that does kind of lead into the whole thing that I was going to talk about at some point anyway, which is how unfortunately biased juries can be yes. based on personal preference. Like it's Everyone well- has bias, even if you think you're the most... Yes. Accepting yeah. person, everyone has implicit bias. Yeah, and it's like you you really can't escape it. You just have to be aware of it. Like, it's well known that attractive people get lighter sense- sentencing by juries. Mm-hmm. You know, attractive waiters and waitresses get tipped more. Mm-hmm. Despite what people say, you know, they, they're like, oh, no, I, ba- I, I tip based on service or I, t- or I like judge this jury based on who I think is right. No, you, you say that, but how people say they act and how they actually act are very different. Well, you don't want to know a good um, example of that? Uh, Ted Bundy. Oh, yeah. Because he was an attractive yeah, pe- man. Simped, yeah. And so many people were in denial. No, this this perfect white gentleman who is super, super attractive could not have done all these horrible things. Right. Yeah. And, you know, he just had that wickedly dashing smile. Wicked smart. <laughs> Wicked what? Wicked smart. Oh, your accent. Oh, yeah, the, the Boston. Yes. <laughs> so um, it's true. I think that's like, so I think that I like that they addressed that. But I don't think the yeah. way they did it was very believable. Right. I mean, it would have just been better. I mean, I don't know exactly how they could do this, where it would have been better, I think, if, like, Sean just, like, gave him a complete makeover outside of the courtroom and then just had yes. him walk mm-hmm. in the next day and people were like, whoa, like, this guy that cleaned up. That same juror would be yeah. like, oh, okay, he cleaned yeah. up. Nice. Yeah, yeah, instead of just switching a tie and then not really. Yeah. Yeah. But it's okay. I see where they were going with that. Yeah, no, um, I get the point of it. Yeah. I actually didn't think his tie was that bad. No, I'm I not mean, a fashionista yeah. or whatever they call them. I have no fashion sense. <laughs> but I mean, that I would say his haircut was the thing that bothered me more than his tie. Yeah, the haircut screamed zero effort. But um, but yeah. Um, so. <laughs> We barely touched the episode. What happens next? Hornstock's like, hey, guys, I, I don't have the money to hire you. And like my firm, Hornstock, Hornstock. Beedleman? Be- no. Be- Beedle? I know it starts with a B and Hornstock. Yeah. He was like, I'm not even on the door. That's like my siblings and my sister. And like, and he's like, I can't hire you. And they're like, oh, no, it's okay. We work for free. Gus goes pro bono. <laughs> and they're like, we'll do it. And so Hornstock's like, awesome. Um, so they are officially legal consultants. Oh, yes. And I want to point out Gus does not argue Sean on this one bit. And 
it's because we found out that he was very interested in studying law in sixth grade sixth grade law sixth grade law um so they're on the case yeah they go to the because they're on the case they get permission to go to the weather station where they like film everything and Mm -hmm. they get a tour see how everything works sean doesn't know how green screens work i know like what the heck yeah Um, i think he i think he did i think he just wanted to try it out and just yeah he got to go in the booth yeah gus got to play the weatherman um (laughs) gus doing his like vocal exercises was hilarious like (laughs) oh yeah that was funny yeah what was he doing oh like he was just like kind of exercising his mouth yeah like doing like the he did a tongue twister and then he would just be like this is channel seven news (laughs) (laughs) i love gus so much yeah i wanted to point out one thing in the scene so uh sean is in the booth and there's a guy there who is um, showing Sean, like, the ropes. Like, he's showing him how everything works. Sean cracks this joke to Gus, or, like, the, at Gus's expense, because it's always at Gus's expense. Mm-hmm. And the guy in the booth was, like, smiling and laughing. I want to... It seemed so genuine to me. If you go back and watch that scene, just look at the bo- sound booth guy. Because I don't think he was acting... I th- Or maybe it was... I think he actually was like laughing at James Roday Rodriguez. Really? I wonder if like some of that banter was improv mm. or or something. I think I think because that guy found him so hilarious. Oh, that's funny. So um, more hilarious thought, than yeah. I think someone in his position would be. So I wonder if it, it was just the actor. Interesting. Being like, huh? Because some of their so much of their stuff was that made onto the show. The whole like. Uh, the whole um, pineapple thing was because James Roday Rodriguez was eating pineapple and they put it in the show. And then the Gus nickname started because Gus um, Dule Hill and James Roday Rodriguez would do the nickname thing and then they put it in the show. So, you know, that's funny. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. I just yeah. I just go back, watch that scene and just look at the editor, like the sound editing guy. And you'll see he's just like cracking up. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I, I knew he laughed. I just didn't really give it that much thought. So what's next is they try to steer the guilt from Sander Panich to someone else. And so the person that they choose is this, oh, yeah. this man who is should have been the weatherman. He's got a degree in... Meteorology. Yeah, meteorology. He's well-versed in but he has weather a, terminology he has a face for radio yeah poor guy yeah poor guy um and a, and a name for it too and sean walks up to him and the, he pretends to feel bad that the guy passed away jackson hale mm-hmm. um but really they sean sees that he's throwing about out his awards and he hates the guy so he's like oh yeah let's use that in court um because what and what i really liked was that how they set that up they said we don't need a ton of evidence we need to just so reasonable doubt yeah you know and that's what they did they were like well this guy hated his guts so this you know that's that's motive and opportunity but not means and that's enough you know yeah so in the courtroom and they're being 
uh, when he's being questioned, they figure out that he's not only just jealous, he is just, he hates Jackson Hale. He's like, he should have been stabbed in the heart a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you hear the gasps. It's not a murder confession. Right. But it certainly turns the attention on to him more and less on Sandra Panich. Um, I don't know. And then, like, there's that scene back home with when um, Sean has kind of reached a... Uh, what's it? He's just kind of reached a, a stopping point in the case because he honestly has no idea what's going on. And he goes home and he talks to his dad and Henry... Henry's like, you know that guy isn't your killer. The guy who who was just on the stand who hates Jackson Hill. And Sean goes, yeah, I know. but And that bothered me because I'm like, they're just using this poor guy. They know he's not guilty, but they're using him for, you know, time. Stall for time. Yeah. Well, I don't feel too bad because there's no evidence that he's the killer, you know, because he's not. And all they did was create a little bit of confusion and uncertainty to, like, move people's attention away from Sandra. Yeah, that's true. Because they were falsely, um, you know, focused on her. And so, you know, what they, what he really did was just open their mind. Yeah, that's true. Um, Yeah, I'll give that to you. Yeah, they're just doing what, you know... Anyone in their position probably would have done. Well, yeah. And really, you would talk to anyone who was near in proximity to Jackson Hale. Yes. They would have They would have talked to him at some point. It's just a matter of asking him the right questions. Yes. Um, getting him to react. Yeah. Which, yes, isn't the best way to react. If we're talking about his own defense. Yes. You know, isn't the best way to react. You should try to remain, remain level-headed. Yeah. But... You know, I mean, he was innocent. So what? What did he have to fear? True. You know? Um. I just realized we have never talked about the judge yet. God, that guy looked familiar. But I, I am beat him, and I've seen nothing that he's in. What's his name? He was Ju- fantastic. Judgey McJudge face. <laughs> he was fantastic. Yeah, he was. He was super snarky and funny, and um. God, I don't. The way he talked to Sean, because Sean originally wasn't going to be allowed on this case because the judge was like, oh, I don't believe in that psychic mumbo jumbo stuff. But then Sean figured out again because of Gus that he was at the time trying to pass a kidney stone. And so he brings that up in the courtroom and the judge is like, wait, I didn't tell anyone about that. And so he's like, I'll let you work the case. So while you're looking up the judge and the actor, um, I want to point out one little thing Sean says. He talks about how, oh, his poor Aunt Dolores had uh, a kidney stone and the way she helped pass it was by gargling mineral water and eating raw greens. I was like, is this Sean just like pulling random shit out of his ass? <laughs> you Surely. know? But I looked it up and apparently those are two ways to help naturally... No pass way. a kidney stone. Yeah, they're natural remedies what? that you can do to help pass a kidney stone. Raw greens. Raw greens. And mineral gargling. Well, okay, the mineral water, it's more of just drinking a lot of water. Right. And then the raw greens, well, though. because you'll pee. Yeah, the raw greens, though, actually were on there. Interesting. So, Weird. Okay. He is credible. 
Eat your veggies, kids. So who's the judge? Judge is named uh, Donnelly Rhodes. And he has been in 164 movies or TV shows. Wow. Is yeah. he still alive? No. He died in 2018. Oh. He was born in 1936. Wow. Wow. Did you ever see the movie Tron Legacy? No, I did not. Okay, it's pretty good. People didn't like it, but I did. <laughs> um, he was a grandpa in that movie. And he's uh, in Call, the original Call of the Wild and uh, Supernatural. He was in Supernatural? Yeah. Wait, see, who was episodes. he? Father Simon and Mr. Sh- oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good for him. Yeah. He does the judge the judge role really well. Oh, perfectly. It's mm-hmm. it's great. He I mean like the thing about comedy shows like this is it's only funny if the actors are 100 committed to being serious. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he he was. That's why like the Naked Gun movies are some of the best comedy ever. It's because they got a serious actor to play the role. Leslie Nielsen is not a comedic actor, but he kills it in those movies because he is completely serious about everything ridiculous that's happening around him yeah it's, it's the you gotta shit. you gotta convince the audience that it's the story although no matter how fucking ridiculous it is it's very believable yeah, to you right yeah so i think he does a great job at that yeah um but anyway moving on sean is talking to his dad and he's like oh i don't know what to do i don't know what to do like who else would have motive? Who else would have motive? And before his dad gives him some actually good advice, we find out that Henry was the one who called in Sean's motorcycle and got, it, and got it taken to teach yeah. him a lesson. And we really find out that, like, Henry has this thing about Sean dragging his name in the dirt or through the dirt and representing, like, the Spencer name through Sean's actions, you know? The parking too close to the fire hydrant. He did that because although it was Sean's stupid actions, he's like, oh, it's a bad reflection on, on like me. You know, the way he conducts yeah. himself with his detective agency and in court in this episode. It makes Henry just like. I feel like part of it, though, is just that classic dad not liking that his kid has a motorcycle. Yeah, Because right? that was true. definitely part of it. But yeah, and then. It's kind of funny how, like, Sean takes the wrong lesson from it where he's just like, oh, my dad's a dick. Yeah. Instead of, oh. Well, okay, but to be fair, that's Sean's only mode of transportation and his dad called it in. Yes. I I do. Yeah, I do. I do empathize. So instead of calling him and being like, hey, I saw your motorcycle too close to the freaking fire hydrant. Can't do that or I'll call it in, you know? At least a warning. But um, the tension gets high and then he goes back down and his dad points out, you know, like, maybe it's not a woman he slept with. Maybe this is a this crime was an act of jealousy. And then there is a video that is used as evidence to further heighten the drama of the episode. There's apparently a video that proves that Sandra is guilty and then and so. i have to say if i saw that as a jury member i would think oh yeah 
who could it be? It, it would have to be here because it shows them making out, ducking down below the camera. There's the green screen clouds in the back and they're moaning. And then all of a sudden you hear him cry out in pain and then he's dead. Yeah. So it's like the only, well, it's not like damning evidence because it's not. You no, don't you don't see, see it, it happening. But, but like, like what else could it be? And so and that, that leads to a good bit of comedy that I thought was really funny where it was like um, where they were talking about uh, about the evidence to the lawyer and Sean. And then they're like, she'll certainly take the deal. And then it cuts to <laughs> cuts to Sandra. I'm not taking that deal. Yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah. That was hilarious. They're like, oh, she'll definitely want to take the plea. And she's like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and then that was end. That ended up being the right call, which just shows you how much that she is innocent. Yeah. Like she's like, no, I don't want to accept this. This. Yeah, like I don't care what the video says. I didn't. Yeah, do it. I didn't do it. Um. And um. Sean's like okay well I'm gonna spend the night watching this video and re-watching it and re-watching it and he does he spends all night in the psych office Gus comes by in the morning and he's like or in the afternoon he's like we're supposed to be in the courtroom yeah they were late for the court yeah and so now they're in court and Sean is trying to figure out something in the video that could clear Sandra Panich and um Adam Hornstock is struggling again. Oh, that guy should not be a lawyer. That guy should no. just... I don't know. He's struggling again, and the judge is like, "You're on, uh, this is the last question I'm giving you. Like, you are on some thin ice right now. And then Sean comes in, and he's like, I got it. I got it. I got the proof. Like, I want to call up the assistant to Jackson Hale, who had already been called up. Right. And the um. So the judge was hesitant because he was like, "You need to ask some new stuff." You know yeah, I mean? and the other, of course, yeah. like the side, the um, the prosecution. Yes. They are like, "No, you can't accept this," and Gus comes in for the win. He goes, "Actually, you're on a rule seven seven five a in California law, um, uh, something about ascertaining the truth. Under this rule, Sean can call up someone and." If it provides new evidence and the the judge is surprised. He's like, very good. Where did you study law? And I think this is one of the most underappreciated Gus jokes or moments. He goes, well, uh, I studied pre pre law in sixth grade for an accelerated course. <laughs> so funny. Like Gus is a nerd and he saves the day at the same time. Like, yeah. And there's get better than that. that was so funny when he saves Sean's hide. There's the fist bump. Sean. Yes. fist bumps Gus across the table before continuing it's really funny and let me guess you looked up rule 775a I didn't did you no I didn't because I thought that was your wheelhouse I um, just assumed this is so funny I love how I look up stuff Sean says but then Gus does stuff and I just assume it's right you assume it's true yeah <laughs> I could look it up if you want yeah I mean because that's interesting it is because it was super unbelievable at first like why would they let someone who's not an official like from the state uh like a person who passed the bar you know a lawyer to be able to uh work in the courtroom i looked it up gus is right what the fuck seven seven five it says the court on its own motion or on the motion of any party may call witnesses and interrogate them the same as if they had been produced by a party to the action and the parties may object to the questions asked and the evidence 
adduced the same as if such witnesses were called and examined by an adverse party. So if it, it does say may call any party may call. Right. So, But that doesn't actually answer the question of whether someone without a legal license can... But he's a consultant. He got hired. And the judge wonder... permitted it earlier. Right. Because he's been, what, this is like day guess, two of the case? So, yeah, so I guess if the league... Yeah, so if Sean and Gus are hired by the legal counsel because they can provide some service... Yes. Then that would make sense. But he, I mean, the judge says, I'll allow it, but you are, you know, like... Right. This better be new stuff. And so he calls up the assistant to Jackson Hale. What was her name? Priscilla? Yeah, Priscilla. Didn't she look like a Priscilla? Like she some people so look did. like their names. She really, really did. Like you. Though, I think those glasses didn't help. It was the glasses. Yeah, it was totally the glasses and the pulled back hair. Yep. Definitely. Um so she gets called yeah, the braided the braided hair and the she acts like she's super, super innocent, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I couldn't hurt a fly. Yeah, she's like very like confused why she's getting why she's getting called back up to the stand because they had already cross examined her and and all that. So she's like, you know, what's going on? Um, So Priscilla Osterman, that was her name. She gets called back up and Sean takes the lead. And he goes, are you absolutely certain you did not sleep with Jackson Hale? And she's like. Yeah, I've already said this. And the judge is like, "You have one question left, and I am, pu- or I'm pulling the plug." And he goes, D- "Did you want to though?" And she's like, "Well, you know, she doesn't want to admit that in the court." Right. And I, I, the way Sean goes about it, like pretending to be bunnying up with her and feeling bad for her. Yeah. When he was just like, you know, it must have been pretty, pretty weird to like he. Jackson Hale would sleep with anybody, but not you. You know, he's like right. starting to build the anger and pent up emotions she's had. Yeah. You know. Doing the same thing he did with, uh, what's his face? The other meteorologist. Yeah, yeah, the other guy. Yeah. Well, actually, Jackson Hale's not even a me- meteorologist. We know that he just... But he has a weatherman's name. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I love that, the how Sean writes all those weatherman names. Yeah, that was really funny. Um, but yeah, so he's like, you never slept with Jackson Hale. And he's just kind of waiting for her to react. And you can see that she's getting really upset. I thought she actually did a really good job. Yeah, she's a good actor. Yeah. And, and she goes, he just walked by me every single day like I didn't even exist. It was, it was humiliating. And she's like, you just, we would have been such an amazing couple. Like he just, he just couldn't see it. And, um, Adam Hornstock comes in and he's like, so it was a crime, not because he loved you, but because he didn't. And she's just like, oh, but like, he just, he just didn't see it. And so he was like, so you had to kill him. She goes, yes, I killed him. And the courtroom goes silent. Boom. Yeah. So good. But. And Sean's like, "Woo! did you hear that? And the judge goes, we heard that, yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really odd though at that moment where he, the judge was like, "Oh, we heard we heard that." Yes, and then he bangs his gavel and then that's the end. Case like, dismissed. Case dismissed. Like is that really how quickly a trial would just end if someone confesses? Like well, I mean, they did go through the motions of be like, you know, bailiff, take her into custody for yeah, true. further questioning, all that stuff. But like, I suppose she wouldn't be like, actually wouldn't have her charges given to her at that moment. No. It would just be the trial. But the, it does let Sandra yeah. Panich off the. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. And we, and, we, sorry. Oh, it's okay. And I was going to say, and that, uh, that brings me to one of the other things that bugs me about courtroom dramas. I mean, it doesn't actually bug me that much, but I noticed it. Now, now that I'm a legal expert because I watched some legal eagle videos on YouTube. Oh gosh. Is that, um, is that any courtroom drama in like l- moment like that where um, Hornstock like claps and stands up and then continues right after Sean? Um, and that's one of those things where he he got up and walked towards the podium. Yeah. Where um, Priscilla was sitting. I'm like, it doesn't matter if you're the lawyer or who the fuck you, you are. You can't do that. You can't yeah. just walk up. You have to ask permission for the judge, but that doesn't make for good TV. No. You know, the bailiff will tackle you if you just walk <laughs> toward the judge. Yeah. You know? So I just think, you know, I mean, it's like, it doesn't actually bug me that much because it makes for like the good moments of like really satisfying. Yeah. Like. It would slow down the momentum yeah, if they exactly. did it the real way. Yeah. Because really trials are slow, but you know, we only have 42, 3. 43 minutes in the yeah. episode. So. Mm-hmm. so I understand yeah. why they skip the boring stuff. But, yeah, um, exactly. Or the tedious things. But um, right. we forgot to even mention what Sean saw in the video where he figured it out. It was her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally we did. Do you want to? Do you want to? Yeah. So Sean was looking at, after he was falling asleep, um, <laughs> looked at the uh, the video more closely and he sees something weird looking after they'd already ducked down, like or Hale and uh, Sandra had already ducked down. He noticed something. And, like, I couldn't really tell what it was at first. But then, like, when he was like, nope, this proves her innocence. And here's why. He explains that it was, he noticed it was, like, he, he noticed her, uh, Priscilla's, like, peculiarly, not peculiar, but, like, distinctly shaped glasses. He noticed her shadow on the, the cloud background. Um, and so then he could say that, oh, she was there. She was there that night. And then that made, uh, and then that, that, what am I trying to say? Oh, you were doing so well. I was doing so well. <laughs> this is why you should explain things. Okay. So Sean notices in the video, there's this little ring that's not natural to the normal green screen background. And he knows that it's a reflection of someone's glasses. And although a lot of people wear glasses, he's like, oh, well, Priscilla wears glasses and she's his assistant. And we, you know... We know that he never slept with her, so this could be, there's motive, and that puts her at the scene. Another thing that also he catches in the video is that he thinks this cloud is just kind of dark. It's not a dark cloud. It's her shadow. So literally, he can see how she's standing and then ducks below the frame of the camera to go in while they're making out on the floor and knock Sandra out and stab Jackson Hale to death. Right. Which, I'm not sure that's how that would really work, because... A weather setup like that with a green screen background has lights that are very, very, very close to the wall. So you would never be between them and the green screen. So you would never be able to 
in a good studio, you would never be able to cast a distinctive shadow on a green screen wall. So I'm like, yeah. not sure that really works. Thank you, film guy. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I did think that was weird because in the when they show the flashback of how she did it, she's like standing off to the side. Right. So unless most of the lights were off, but then, but then it it brings like another issue. Like even if that's true, like I've dealt with some shitty like high school green screens, like in high school film. And like you're, those are never lit well. So what happens is like when some parts of the green screen are brighter than others, it, the darker parts generally become really grainy with whatever you're overlaying. So a shadow would would become like just would turn the gr- background really grainy, um, and like and uh, lose all the definition. But it wouldn't be anywhere like I don't think specific enough like you wouldn't be able to tell that that was priscilla yeah so i'm not sure it really would work i mean like you can tell what he's getting it at, makes good tv that's what it does it, it's true um yeah. i will give it that and okay it's maybe actually, that's just how powerful sean's ability is it's actually funny you bring this up this episode um the writers directors producers i don't know the crew i'll just say that thought it could have been better so they actually remake this episode in, the, I think, the last season. And it's called Cloudy with a Chance of Improvement. What the fuck? And it's like they wanted to be better while also making fun of how bad sequels can be. Oh, okay. so it's it'll be It'll be really, really funny. Oh I'm not going to tell you anything else. but That's great. Yeah. This um, show, man, they get so clever. It is so That's fucking great. clever. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Um, <laughs> I love it. So, How do you yay. with that chance of improvement? <laughs> God, that's funny. They um they solve the case. Uh, Hornstock gets his name added to the door, um, and they're back at the police station where Sean is practicing his paddle wave because he's gonna go to the auction and try to win his bike back. Who's also there? Henry. Henry's gonna try to win the bike back because he feels bad. And Hornstock comes down. And he's like, I can't pay you guys, but I'll put down some money for Sean to get his bike back. He didn't bring back Gus's tie. So who Dude. knows? Who oh knows what God. happened to that tie? Yeah. Maybe That's he's funny. keeping it. Yeah. Um, and then Buzz McNabb comes out, and he's like, "Oh, they pulled your bike from the auction," and they're like, "What? Why?" And he's like, "I don't know. I just got handed the paperwork." And then they see Lassie come out. Lassie got it out for La- him. And he's like, "What? What are you doing here? Go home." <laughs> like. So he, Lassie's a lot like my older sister. Like when she does something nice or Lassie does something nice, it's like making a deal out of it is like the worst thing you can do. They just want to mm-hmm. like do something nice and like, you know, especially since his history with Sean is so not happy. <laughs> right. But why would he? What? Yeah. I, I think he was impressed by Sean in the courtroom because yeah, he be. was there. That's true. And he, did, he was he called did up. Have to vouch. Yeah. He did have to vouch for Sean. Sean's ability when uh, the judge was first asking, who the fuck are yeah. you? And when he got called up to yeah. the stand, he he um, said some stuff that was that was helpful to the defense. So he did. But also he was saying that like so like he was like and you say Sean like, you know, was helpful. in these. Oh, cases? that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about when he got called up to the stand and he was like, yeah, we received that these um, things, these papers Oh, yeah, right. The Yeah, the paper, the memo. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. 
he was grudgingly like yeah we didn't even talk about that there was a the prosecution didn't submit something properly so it wasn't um, yeah and the judge got angry which i like that they included that because that is my other big gripe with um with courtroom dramas is when they just like waltz in and be like i have this new piece of evidence that i'm gonna submit at the last minute during the trial that's gonna prove this is the outcome and like well too late you had to submit that two weeks ago yeah like (laughs) sorry (laughs) yeah so um lassie does this nice thing to sean i need to point something out that has been bothering me for many an episode so we haven't seen McNabb in a minute. McNabb, McNabb. But the last time we saw him was Nine Lives. When? When he got married. Yeah. So I put a little mental note to myself to like next time he's on screen, check his hand for a wedding ring. So I did in this. He was only in screen time maybe what, like 20 seconds? Yeah, if that. He didn't have a wedding ring. Dude got divorced. <laughs> already? Yeah, already. I'm calling it. No, but like not to spoil i know he didn't get a divorce oh it's just an incompetent prop so master. i think That's- i i think it's they forgot <laughs> yeah, to they make him did. wear one but like those little details matter you yeah, know because people like us look for it yeah yeah mm-hmm. so he didn't have his wedding ring on oh McNabb. but now i can finally rest that yes so you know that you see it in the future so that's why you were um actually it's not that i see it in the future as she just brings up his wife again in the future so i know that they didn't get divorced oh, okay maybe they just got back together after this episode who knows <laughs> they got divorced off screen for one episode and no right. one knew about it like <laughs> yeah, in hamilton the- like in hamilton when peggy like dies halfway through the musical but like it's never referenced never. she just disappears <laughs> yeah but yeah, so that was the episode. Maybe it's a flesh-colored wedding band. A flesh color. I looked hard. No yeah, ring no, tan. No nothing. nothing. No. Um. So it's just yeah. There's no in-universe explanation for it. No. So that was cloudy with a chance of murder. What would what did you think? This episode has some good bits for sure, but. My gripes with it were more than my gripes for other episodes, hmm. you know? So I think that's I, why they re- wanted to remake it. Yep. <laughs> um, cloudy with the chance of plot holes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Pl- I mean, it's, cloudy with the chance of continuity errors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the, it wasn't bad, but I just didn't, it didn't stand out to me as like an excellent like some of those other episodes have but you know it wasn't bad like i didn't like i enjoyed watching it of course and i'm sure my my view of it is you know different than yours of course but but um yeah not not my favorite but not bad yes i agree yeah well i'll definitely want to like once we're done with the whole season like kind of go back and like see where it stacks up if i'm looking at like a whole list of episodes that kind of thing but but yeah for right now it's just yeah it is what it is yeah i I, th- I agree. It wasn't my favorite episode, but there are some great one-liners. Like, I feel like Gus had the funny the funny bits in this one. Yes, he did have great, great I mean, I bits. always love when Gus steals the spotlight from Sean. He doesn't do it enough. He really, really doesn't. But, it, I, but it also, it's one of those things where, like, 
if he did it more, it would cheapen it a little bit, don't you yes, think? Yes, yeah. I agree. Um, because I, like, that's his thing. Oh, I need to bring something up about Gus. Not only is the Gus nickname not in this episode, but Sean actually introduces him by his real name. Dude. In the very beginning when they're talking to the press, he's like, this is my partner, Bert- Burton Guster. He says Gus. You know, he, he uses his name. Yeah. And I was like, what the heck? I'm so not used to hearing his name be used. It seems so wrong. Right? Yeah. So I'm like, does that count as the Gus nickname? Not really, because it's his name. No, it's his name. So, um, yeah. In fact, that should be minus one to the Minus counter. one. Because <laughs> he did it so wrong. <laughs> or That's so fine. right. Yes. Well, that was the episode. Is that about, yeah, is that about cover it for us? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Next time we will be covering season one, episode 13, Game Set Murder. Game Set Murder. Oh, game, like, like, like in tennis. Sports. Yeah. Game Set game. dot 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 murder with three U's. So, Game murder. Set Murder. Muck Duck. <laughs> yeah. I love these titles. So, I know we talked about this. And the uh, last episode, but I love these episode titles. It's going to be tennis related, right? Oh, yeah. Nice. I like tennis. I do like tennis, too. I haven't played in ages. We should play tennis. Sure. Let's go get tennis rackets and go play right now. All right. So that's a wrap. And. That's a wrap, and He's yawning. Mm -hmm. Do you never record this late again? It's not even that late. It's not even that late. We're just tired. We are just tired. Alrighty then. Thank you for listening to episode 12 of We're Psyched. You can get in contact with us at We're Psyched Podcast at gmail.com or psyched.pod on the Instagram. We will be back next time for some tennis matches. Bye. Bye. <laughs>